2: incidents tied to the Yellow Vest protests, mostly from traffic accidents linked to protesters blocking certain roads. This is SRN News.
1: Dr. Sebastian Gorka is excited to start his own radio show. January 1st, it's called America First.
0: Can't be more excited to be joining the Salem team. This is the best faculty in talk radio. Dennis Prager, Hugh Hewitt, Larry Elder, Mike Gallagher, Eric Metaxas. Wow. Wow. We love it.
1: Starting January 1st, it's America First with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Afternoons at 2 on AM 1280. The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management.
3: Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence.
4: Hey, I'm 1280 Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast. We'd like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning into the broadcast. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take a phone call to 651-289-4488. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, hey, feel free to do so. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show for any comments or questions regarding today's show content. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in to the closer edition of the Northern Alliance, like I mentioned at the outset. I'm closing out this weekend's programming. As always, you can hear my friend and colleague, King Banyan, on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. It is the King Banyan Show, again, every Saturday from 9 to 11 a.m. on AM 1440. And my friend and colleague, Mitch Berg, he is the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance, heard on these very airwaves. AM 1280, The Patriots Saturdays, 1 to 3 p.m. And, of course, I close out weekends Sundays, 1 to 3 p.m. And, as always, we appreciate you tuning in on what is uh, nearly 50 degrees. Adam, did you do the weather? Uh, what was it? Wasn't it like 50 degrees out right yeah, now? Yeah, it's something a high like? of
5: 45 today with a low of 30. I like it. Not
4: bad. I like it a lot. Yeah, yeah. We're going to milk it for all we can. It's not going to last. We know that. But uh, uh, I think we deserve this uh, nice warm stretch, considering the fact that around uh, late October, early November, it was unseasonably cold. So you know, I, I say that we we deserve a little bit of reprieve. Anyhow, it's not going to last, but I'm gonna I'm going to enjoy it for everything I can. That is for sure. So, uh, a lot to get to from this past week, and I noted at the Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. And by the way, if you're not following in the Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page, why the heck not? Uh, well, all you have to do is go to Facebook. Everybody's got Facebook, right? Go to Facebook, just do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network and like our page if you not have not done so already. Mitch and I like to do uh pre-show videos typically an hour or two before showtime to kind of give you an update and then I'll uh, I'll typically uh, there'll be a written post up there as well. And I mentioned how this was in an unusually newsworthy week for President Trump. I mean, the, the President of the United States is always going to be in the news. There's no question about that. But Trump has had made a lot of news this past week. Some made him look good, some not so good, and some made him just look downright petty uh, all of his own doing, of course, uh, we'll get into we'll get into that a little bit, but I did want to start off with uh, the issue with uh, the continuing investigation into Trump's campaign. Of course, there's been an ongoing investigation, Robert Mueller, the independent counsel. Uh, launched an investigation a lo- uh, some time ago regarding Russian influence in our 2016 elections. Now there's, n- it's it's not even any question anymore. Russia did uh, attempt to influence our elections through hacking into uh, various technological systems. Uh, that was trying to be, det- and that was the in- a part of the investigation. What people misconstrue often is that Mueller took on this investigation from day one wondering if the Trump campaign colluded with Russia. That was never the intent of the investigation from day one. It's just as Mueller launched his investigation, that it ended up there there were some questions about, okay, did the Trump campaign attempt to collude with Russia? And there really hasn't been any evidence of that. There are even some of your more anti uh Trump sentiments, people who spew the most anti Trump sentiments, even they have to begrudgingly concede yeah, there's no collusion with Russia, but the good news in their minds of the in the minds of anti-Trump people is they might be able to get Trump on some of uh on some campaign violations, particularly encouraging members of his team to break the law, to violate campaign finance law. And of course, this has to do with uh, Michael Cohen, uh Trump's former attorney being sentenced to 3 years in prison. This was from last Wednesday the uh this was a memo put out Uh, by the United States Attorney's Office in the Southern District of New York, where uh, Robert Kuzami, attorney for the United States, acting under authority conferred by uh, uh, 28 uh, U.S.C. 515, announced that Michael Cohen was sentenced to three years in prison for tax evasion, making false statements to a federally insured bank, and campaign finance violations. Cohen pled guilty on August 21, 2018 to an eight-count information before U.S. District Judge William H. Pauley III, who imposed the sentence. In a provision, in a separate prosecution brought by the special counsel's office, Cohen pled guilty on November ninth to one count of making false statements to the U.S. Congress and was also sentenced on that case, receiving a two-month concurrent sentence. According to the allegations... Uh, filed by the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Southern District of New York, as well as previous court filings and statements in public court proceedings. Uh, They talk about how Cohen concealed more than $4 million in uh, personal income, yada, yada, yada. But where it impacts Trump, uh, in one instance, Cohen caused American Media Incorporated, or AMI, which was identified in previous court filings as Corporation One, to make a $150,000 payment to one woman. In the other, Cohen made a $130,000 payment to another woman through an LLC he incorporated for the purpose of making the payment. Cohen was reimbursed for the latter payment in monthly installments disguised as payments for legal services performed pursuant to a retainer when in no fact such retainer existed. Cohen made or caused both of these payments in order to influence the 2016 election and did so in coordination with one or more members of the campaign. So what that essentially means is they're talking about how... Michael Cohen and AMI, which is the parent company of the National Enquirer, were buying silence of uh, two different Trump mistresses, okay? And uh, I keep forgetting, obviously, the one uh, mistress we know, Stormy Daniels, uh, Karen McDougal. That's another. I keep forgetting her name. I apologize for that. Karen McDougal. So, uh, pundit gave a good recap at Hot Air this past week, uh, talking about how AMI Is the parent company, like I said, of the National Enquirer, and its CEO, David Pecker. Boy, that could make for some unfortunate double entendres. I'll try not to. I apologize for that. Uh, David Pecker is a longtime Trump buddy, having gotten to know the president during his days as a gossip sheet regular. Four days before the election in 2016, the Wall Street Journal reported that a deal had recently been struck between AMI and alleged former Trump mistress, Karen McDougal, in which McDougal signed away the rights to publish stories about her relationship with a certain married celebrity in exchange for $150,000, plus a guarantee that AMI publications would feature a fitness column written by her. Allegedly, McDougal thought the Inquirer was going to report her relationship with Trump. It buried the story instead... Uh, Catch and kill, as the industry jargon goes to describe cases where a publisher silences someone by buying the rights to their story with no intention of publishing it. It was a hush money deal, essentially, uh, except unlike the Stormy Daniels payoff, this was carried out by a third party, not by the president's own lawyer. So what this is really talking about now is now Trump going to be in hot water for committing a campaign violation wherein he reimbursed Michael Cohen for paying off Stormy Daniels? Or was he directing CEO David Pecker to make this payment in order to buy this woman's silence? Now, again, we've we got to remember, Trump has has denied any wrongdoing. And I, I, he basically said, look, I never directed Michael Cohen to do these things. In fact, Ed Morrissey, also at Hot Air, wrote a piece about how Trump said, look, I never directed Michael Cohen to break the law. And in any ways, he's pleading guilty to non-crimes, essentially. And Trump put out a tweet storm uh, this past Thursday where he said, I never directed Michael Cohen to break the law. He was a lawyer and he's supposed to know the law. It is called advice of counsel and a lawyer has great liability if a mistake is made. That is why they get paid. Despite that many campaign finance lawyers have strongly stated that I did nothing wrong with respect to campaign finance laws, if they even apply, because this was not campaign finance. Cohen was guilty on many charges unrelated to me, but he pled to two campaign charges which were not criminal and of which he probably was not guilty even on a civil basis. Those charges were just agreed to by him in order to embarrass the president and get a much reduced prison sentence, which he did, including the fact that that his family was temporarily let off the hook. As a lawyer, Michael has great liability to me. So Trump is saying that, well, even if I did make these payments, technically it's not against the law because campaign finance, particularly spelled out by the Federal Elections Commission, as I understand it, as I've been reading up on it, because I'm no campaign finance expert, I'm furthest thing from it, but as I've been reading up on it, They're very specific in what is construed as violation of campaign finance law. Basically, anything that is exclusive to the campaign that could influence voters or influence an election. And people will argue, well, if these mistresses, particularly Stormy Daniels and Karen McDougal, came out and shared their stories, that could embarrass Trump, and therefore it would hinder his campaign for president— and he's paying them off for their silence so as not to hinder his campaign, well, that seems to fly in the face of campaign finance law trying to uh, influence voters in that manner, so therefore it's a violation. But, again, the FEC is very specific in what it says. It says exclusively to the campaign. Now, for instance, if these were interpreted more broadly, someone made the point like, you know, if the president buys a comb to comb his hair before a debate— because he looks good, that could uh, that could influence voters. Because you know he looks very photogenic, very uh, good on television. Okay, but the can- the FEC said, "Well, no, that doesn't that that doesn't technically apply." Okay, because that's kind of a uh, that's kind of a distant influence, if you will. So it's very specific. And uh, Ed did a great job in uh, laying out his uh, his piece at uh, ha- or actually, I'm sorry, it was Alipundit pundit, and by the way if you're not following hotair.com on a regular basis you really should particularly Ed Morrissey former Northern Alliance Radio Network colleague and also Ala Pundit have done a terrific job in documenting a lot of these uh uh these stories but Trump has come out and said that he never directed Michael Cohen to do any of these things now there there have been uh recordings uh, I guess there have been recordings of Trump having conversations with Michael Cohen about him encouraging him to to uh pay this money, and then Trump would therefore uh reimburse him and as as we read in the story, it was done via installments okay to kind of to kind of conceal this now i I don't know what kind of uh, legalese he might run into, but it seems that it doesn't it doesn't appear to be um uh, campaign finance issue as Trump has indicated. And of course, Trump has is always issues a caveat. If 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 I if I would have told him to do that, which I didn't, it's it's still not breaking the law. So Trump is apparently uh, kind of launching these preemptive strikes, so to speak, uh, kind of cover his own hide. But uh, the U.S. Attorney's Office doesn't see this way. See it this way. In fact, in their statement regarding the Michael Cohen sentencing, uh, here's here's. The, uh, the statement that they alluded to the uh, the transaction regarding Karen McDougal. Uh, the U.S. Attorney's Office also announced that it has previously reached a non-prosecution agreement with AMI, American Media, in connection with AMI's role in making the above-described $150,000 payment before the 2016 presidential election. As a part of the agreement, AMI admitted that it made the $150,000 payment in concert with a candidate's presidential campaign and in order to ensure that the woman did not publicize damaging allegations about the candidate before the 2016 presidential election. AMI further admitted that its principal purpose in making the payment was to suppress the woman's story so as to prevent it from influencing the election. Okay, that's all fine and good, but unless you can prove that Trump acted in concert with AMI, encouraging them to make this payment in order to suppress the story so as not to torpedo his 2016 campaign. There's really no there there. However, however, uh, there was a, it also refers to a Wall Street Journal story, which was published right around Election Day. And in it, here's an excerpt from it. As a presidential candidate in August 2015, Donald Trump huddled with longtime friend media executive David Pecker in his cluttered 26th floor Trump Tower office and made a request. What can you do to help my campaign? he asked, according to people familiar with the meeting. Mr. Pecker, chief executive of American Media Incorporated, offered to use his National Enquirer tabloid to buy the silence of women if they tried to publicize alleged sexual encounters with Mr. Trump. Less than a year later, Mr. Trump asked Mr. Pecker to quash the story of a former playboy model who said they'd had an affair. So if David Pecker is willing, because he has immunity, so if he's willing to testify that to effect this, yes, unequivocally, Mr. Trump came to me at that time frame and said he specifically wanted to, uh, wanted us to pay out this money in order to buy silence um, that may be a whole different story. Now, again, Trump could use the John Edwards defense. You remember, in two thousand eight, when John Edwards was thinking of running for president, uh, he had had a mistress on the side, uh, Rial Hunter, and he had paid her off. Now, his argument was, well, it wasn't so much as to it wasn't so much as to help my campaign as much as it was to protect my family. And you know, I guess from a legal standpoint, Trump could use that argument, but. When you're from an from empirical evidence, given Trump's history, does anybody really believe that he's concerned about sparing his family any embarrassment considering his past? So definitely something to keep an eye upon. That is for sure. Six, five, one, two, eight, nine, four, four, eight, eight is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NARN show, hashtag NARN show. Brad Carlson, the closer on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere.
3: If you want to see the most amazing selection of fine watches in the Midwest, you have to visit the beautiful showroom at Wixon Jewelers Bloomington. When you see their collection of the world's most exclusive watch brands, you'll understand why they're one of the leading watch retailers in the country. Most stores are lucky enough to carry just one of these brands, but Wixon Jewelers carries all of the best watch brands under one roof. The expert staff at Wixon's will provide you with expertise and service you can't find anywhere else. Wixon Jewelers, just off 35W in Bloomington.
6: Have you ever seen a pest controller spraying chemicals in your home? It makes you wonder, if their chemicals are safe, then why do they suit up and wear respirators only to leave you to walk back in unprotected? G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest Free and I'm here to tell you there's a better way. In an age where we now have the choice to drive electric cars, you too can electronically read your home or business of unwanted rodents and pests. The answer is Plug-In Pest Free. 100% chemical-free, plug-in pest-free is your safest bet for your family and pets. Our bestseller, the Plug-in Pest-Free Pro, will cover up to 4,000 square feet. Now that's fair income. So order yours today at gopestfree.com. Use promo code RADIO20 for 20% off plus free shipping and a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's gopestfree.com, promo code RADIO20. Don't spray and regret, plug in and forget. Go PestFree.com today.
3: Did you know that 81% of Americans have at least one social media profile on sites like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram? 30% of consumers say they may not buy from a business without social media presence. I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of Salem Media Group Twin Cities, and I want to introduce you to Salem Surround, the next generation answer to digital marketing for local businesses. Salem Surround can put your company in the middle of the conversation. Call Alyssa for more information at 651-289-4406. Hi, this is Matthew with the Kingdom Builders. I don't have one thing in my life that I can boast about. Every single thing that is good is a direct result of Christ's salvation in my life. Matthew uh, is one that you might be talking to if you call our number. He's my son-in-law. We've established a great relationship over the past few years, and we pray that that might continue as he serves in the capacity of, of running the office. Well, when someone calls, usually I just try to see what their needs are and whether it's estimating for gutters or a roof or a repair, the roof is leaking. My focus is just always on trying to honor God in how I interact with people. You know, I just try not to add anything or subtract anything from what the Lord would have us do. I'm really excited to be fielding your calls today and talking to you about the needs you might have on your roof or gutters for a free and obviously no obligation estimate. Contact us by phone at 612-900-9166 or look us up online at thekingdombuilders.net.
4: Welcome back. I am 1280 Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me Brad Carlson the closer. Thanks for tuning in. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N A R N Show for any comments or questions. As always, we appreciate you uh, tuning in. Uh, kind of uh, took the first segment talking about uh, Trump and how he may be facing some serious scrutiny of violating campaign finance laws or directing uh, individuals to violate uh, campaign finance. And again, uh, this is uh, if this is done, if these were done during the uh, uh, Trump's normal course of his life. It could be it, – it isn't necessarily construed as a campaign finance, but if he directly orders someone to suppress a story in order to help his campaign, uh, that's going to take a lot of legal wrangling. Still seems like a pretty big leap, but uh, uh, considering they aren't getting much ground with the Russia collusion story, uh, they may try to get him on this. And I think pundit encapsulated it beautifully. Uh, when he said, uh, I um, I can't believe we're headed for another national debate over whether a president should be impeached for lying to the FEC this time about sex. Uh, yeah, we're it's 1998 all over again, but uh, uh, here we are. What a time to be alive. But I want to move on to another part. And uh, by the way, Adam, I uh, sent you a couple of different sound clips, uh, so have those ready. Uh, president Trump met in the Oval Office this past week with current House Minority Leader and soon-to-be House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, as well as Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer, and uh, Vice President Pence was there also. Uh, Vice President Pence wasn't very involved in this conversation. And uh, uh, in fact, there were some pictures going, there was a photo going around of him of his eyes closed. Now, whether he was caught in contemplation or prayer, or maybe it was a deep blink, uh, that picture was widely circulated. And of course, newly elected CD5 Congresswoman Ilhan Omar kind of mocked Mike Pence over that conversation. I believe she attached the caption, Jesus take the wheel, because of course, Pence being a devout Christian, and uh, Ilhan Omar, who uh, is a, was very, um, shall we say, devout in her Muslim faith, goes and mocks somebody devout in their Christian faith. So uh, way to, way to uh, represent their Ilhan Omar. <clears throat> I'm not going to go down that road again, Mitch. Listen to, listen to Mitch's uh, show on podcast, by the way. It's a terrific show, but listen to his opening segment where he talked about that very thing. But... Uh, Apparently, if you believe uh, Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, they were caught off guard and they had kind of gotten to a back and forth over uh, funding the government and funding Trump's pet project, the border wall, which Democrats are not interested in having a, a, a wall along the southern border. That was, of course, Trump's signature issue in his campaign. Uh, Let's start with the first cut there, Adam, where Nancy Pelosi and uh, President Trump have kind of a back and forth. It's about a couple minutes long, and I I may may cue you to stop it a couple of times, so be ready for that.
7: Well, thank you, Mr. President, for the opportunity to meet with you uh, so that we can work together in a bipartisan way uh, to meet the needs of the American people. I think the American people recognize that we must keep government open, that a shutdown is not worth anything and that you should not have a Trump shutdown. You have the White I'm, House, go you have the Senate, you have the House of Representatives, you have the vote. You should pass it. No, we don't hand. have
8: the vote Nancy, because in the Senate we need sixty votes. No, no but
7: in the House, and we don't you have. Could bring it up right now. Yeah, but today. I can't.
8: Excuse me, but I can't get it passed in the House if it's not going to pass in the Senate. I don't want to waste time.
7: Well, you, well, the fact is, you can get it started that way. The and, House
8: we could get passed very easily. Okay, and then we do, do it. Then but do it. the problem is the Senate because we need ten Democrats to vote, yeah, and they not won't the vote.
7: That's the point, Mr. The point is, is that there are equities to be weighed. And we're here to have a conversation in a prayerful way. So I don't think we should have a debate in front of the press on this. But the fact is the the House Republicans could bring up this bill if they had the votes immediately and set the tone for what you want
8: if we thought we were going to get it passed in the senate nancy we would do it immediately we okay. get it passed very easily in the house no, we not- would get it nancy i'd have it passed in two seconds it doesn't matter though because okay. we can't get it passed in the senate because we need 10 democrat votes well, that's we, the
7: again let us have our conversation then that's we can right. meet with the press again but the fact is oh, is that oh stop right there legislating
4: let us have our conversation Nancy Pelosi says specifically she doesn't want to do that in front of the press. Why does she not want to do that? Because you know that this is Trump's arena. This is Trump's area. His negotiation. And Trump is, you know, whatever you think of Trump, this is what he came to Washington to do, to not play these silly games, these procedural games. And he's exactly right. Even if – I don't know if he has votes in the House. He probably does because, you know, in the way the House currently is, it's a majority of Republicans. I, he, he might – but that's beside the point he's exactly right unless there is 60 votes in the senate because obviously being a deliberative body and you need a supermajority 60 votes it's a waste of time and that's trump's whole thing he he has no stomach for these silly games that are played in government and again this is a large part why he gained so much traction during the republican primary is because he wasn't going to play these games and so i think that's important that he gets that out there play the rest of the clip adam
7: And which is what we do, you begin, you make your your point, you state your case. That's what the House Republicans could do if they had the vote. But there are no votes in the House. A majority of votes.
4: Seems for to be a a wall, on no that. No matter where exactly right. you That's exactly yeah. right. If I needed
8: the votes for the wall in the House, I would have them mm. in one session well, would we'll be do done. It. We'll do it. it doesn't help because we need 10 Democrats in no, the Senate. No, don't put it on
7: the Senate. Put it on the negotiation. Okay,
8: let me ask you this. Just And we're doing this in a very friendly manner. It doesn't help for me to take a vote in the House where I will win easily with the Republicans. Will not win. It doesn't help to take that vote. Because I'm not going to get the vote well, of the Senate. Senate. I need ten oh, yes. senators. That's Mr. the problem. You have
7: the White House. You have the Senate. I have the White have House. House. The White House,
8: House, House is House. done, and the House would give me the vote if I wanted it, but I can't because well, I can't, need Nancy. Can't. I need ten votes from Chuck. L- or let me President, say something let me
7: under- here. Let me
8: just say one thing. Right. The fact is, you do not have the votes in the Nancy, House. Nancy, I do, and we need well, border security. Nancy, Nancy, we need border security. It's very simple. Of course we do. We need border security.
4: Okay. There it is. Uh, uh, Incredible back and forth. You don't see that much. Uh, You haven't seen that in any recent presidencies. They kind of give their, you know, photo out before the camera, smiling in front of the camera, and then occasionally could get contentious behind closed doors. But here Trump is putting it out there. Trump is actually being transparent. This is something that Barack Obama ran on in 2008. He he chided the Bush administration for not being transparent in their strategy in the war on terror and the Iraq war and whatever else. And that President Bush was just going about it alone. So Barack Obama said we're going to be the most transparent administration ever. And then I think in his subs- in his eight years as president, I believe the Obama administration, I don't know if they keep records on this, but he probably set a person an all time record in the history of presidents for Friday night news dumps, document dumps. Okay, when most people are are taking the weekend off away from news and enjoying themselves and not really paying attention to news. So uh Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. That's what that's what the people need to see Uh, this final clip. And we'll go ahead and I think we have some time. It's less than a minute uh, where President Trump, when talked, when uh, presented with the prospects of a government shutdown, said he would own the shutdown. Go.
8: You know what I'll say? Yes. If we don't get what we want one way or the other, whether it's through you, through a military, through anything you want to call, I will shut down the government. Okay, Absolutely. And we I disagree. am proud. And I disagree. You what. I am proud to shut down the government for border security, Chuck, because the people of this country don't want criminals and people that have lots of problems. And drugs pouring into our country. So I will take the mantle. I will be the one to shut it down. I'm not going to blame you for it. The last time you shut it down, it didn't work. I will take the mantle oh, of shutting God, it down. And I'm going to shut it down.
4: Okay, there you go. And he's exactly right. He, he's referring to the shutdown of January 2018 when the uh, there was a, uh, um, a uh, what you call it, uh, resolution passed, a spending bill that was passed, that would fund everything, but the Democrats insisted that there be an item in there to protect illegal immigrants, okay? And the Democrats allowed government to shut down because this bill did not include provisions, uh, spending to protect illegal immigrants. They had their pet projects in there like funding children's health insurance and military pay, okay, but not protecting illegal immigrants. And the Democrats allowed government to shut down. They blinked, and they said, you know what? This probably isn't going to resonate too well with the American people, where we're shutting down the government because we're not funding the protection of illegal immigrants. So President Trump is exactly right when he called out Chuck Schumer, said last time government shut down didn't work out too well for you, and uh, we'll see how it goes this time around. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Hashtag Narn Show, hashtag NARN Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere.
9: Right now on FishtwinCities.com, you'll hear Chestnuts roasting on an open fire And new favorites Today
6: the Holy Son of God is born in Bethlehem
9: We're the station that keeps Christ in Christmas Spreading joy all season long at TheFishTwinCities.com Listen while you travel with the free Fish mobile app Supported by Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge
10: Is something not smelling right in your business or home? It's probably not the smell of your first attempt at brewing kombucha. It could be mildew and mold. Restoration Pro 24 experts say it's easy for a home or business to become infested with mold. Mold development does not need much time or space, especially when moisture has contact with drywall or wood. Mold is capable of spreading through a property in as little as 48 hours. Restoration Pro 24 are experts in mold detection and remediation. Their professionals use advanced testing and equipment to detect the source of water feeding the mold and then apply certified techniques to remove the mold, treat the space, and restore your building back to its clean, mold-free condition. Don't ignore strange smells or signs of moisture. If you are in the greater Twin Cities or western Wisconsin, invite the experts at Restoration Pro 24 to inspect. And if needed, remediate your mold and mildew issues now. Call 844-GET-STEAMED. 844-GET-STEAMED or restorationpro24.com. Step into a Chet's
9: Red Wing store this season for great gift ideas for the hard-to-shop-for person on your list.
6: We have comfortable sheepskin slippers for men and women, as well as a variety of socks, belts, inserts, and other great accessories.
9: Don't forget our gift cards, available in any amount.
6: Come see us in Circle Pines, Columbia Heights, Coon Rapids, Bloomington, and St. Cloud.
9: Visit our Chet's store in Columbia Heights for New Balance snow boots for men and women.
6: The soul of a sneaker, the heart of a boot.
9: Remember, if the shoe fits, you've been to Chet's.
4: Welcome back, AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network, it's me, Brad Carlson, The Closer. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. Here to take your calls at 651-289-4488. Saturday
0: night and a six pack girl,
4: a you can also weigh in via Twitter. Hashtag Narn Show. Hashtag NARN Show. For any comments or questions regarding today's show content, as always, we appreciate you tuning in. I do have Twitter up. I suppose I better uh, be sure that I'm on the Narn Show hashtag <laughs> before I tell people to send me tweets and then I don't even uh, acknowledge them. Uh, I'll, I promise I'll uh, keep that up there. There we go. So uh, it, just uh, continuing from uh, some uh, news from this past week, I like to opine a lot on uh, not only politics but the culture, maybe even delve into some uh, uh, faith topics, religion, sports. We, we cover it all here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network, but obviously – Uh, This being primarily a political station and in the era of Trump, there's always a plethora of political news, that is for sure. But I do want to kind of uh, address some issues regarding the culture a little bit. And I've said it on this show before, I've said it on my blog at bradcarlson.org, that it seems to me, it seems pretty obvious that the progressives' support of the LGBTQ community has conditions. Basically, they'll support people of the LGBTQ community and their right and ability to live open and freely, provided that they toe the left wing political line. Because, and some prime examples of this, of course, uh, I, I've, I've cited this before. Remember when uh, Bruce Jenner, now Caitlin Jenner, of course, uh, came out three and a half years ago as a uh, transgender? Uh, back then it was Bruce Jenner. Bruce Jenner. Uh, appeared on the uh, ABC special with Diane Sawyer, and basically came out and said, "Yeah, for all intents and purposes, I consider myself a woman," and talked about how he came to this realization, this transition, if you will, and and how he's—I uh, uh, don't know if he's made the full transition or not. I don't really care; it doesn't really matter. But the point is, is that at one point uh, in during that interview, uh. Diane Sawyer referenced uh, then-President Barack Obama uh, showing support and solidarity for the LGBTQ community in his most recent State of the Union address. And Jenner said, you know, hey, great, that's that's all fine and good, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really more on the conservative side, the, the the political spectrum. And Diane Sawyer, I mean, literally let on an audible gasp. She's like, oh, you're, you're a Republican? And Jenner kind of looks, he's like, well, yeah, is, is that a bad thing? And my point was, I remember I put out the Facebook post. I was watching it that night. I says, you know, I I I was so intrigued by this special that I had to check it out. And true to true to the hype, Jenner did reveal a very personal, deep, dark secret that resulted in Miss Sawyer letting out an audible gasp. Jenner revealed he is a Republican. Okay, and it was haha, very funny tongue in cheek because of course the big secret was he was revealing he was transgender. But seriously, people were more shocked that that Jenner considered himself a Republican as opposed to he being the most recognizable triathlete of our generation, considering himself a woman. The former was more shocking that, you know, that's, that's the whole point. And he's even gone on to say, I, 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 you know, I don't want to, sorry, she, uh, Caitlyn Jenner has gone on to say that she's got more heat for her political views than for being a trans person. Okay. So suddenly, being a conservative, if you're in the gay community, is a stigma. And I bring that up because Chad Felix Green wrote a piece at The Federalist, and it was entitled, uh, The Stigma Against My Conservative Politics is Worse Than the Stigma of Being Gay. And I'll just read a couple of excerpts uh, about, uh, from this particular piece. Again, this is Chad Felix Green at The Federalist. Uh, why would a person choose a life where they will be hated, judged, and rejected by society? This was one of the first arguments I learned to defend myself against in arguments about my sexuality. In the late 1990s, it was perceived as a powerful call to the humanity of those who opposed gay rights under the notion that it was merely a lifestyle choice. The idea was that if we could appeal to others' sense of compassion for our social plight, perhaps they could understand the effects of their intolerance. I often fantasize about breaking through the walls of prejudice and somehow speaking to the heart of someone who did not yet realize I was a person just like them. Today I find myself in that same frame of mind and under the same weight of frustration and skepticism, but it's not because I'm gay. Today I look out across the turbulent sea of political discourse and ask, why would anyone choose to be a conservative? To be a conservative means to openly invite others' hatred into your life and to lose your humanity in the eyes of strangers who view you exclusively through stereotypes and prejudices. To be a conservative means to be forced to choose when to speak and when to remain silent. Since offending someone on the left, even mildly or by accident, is a social battle, you may not be able to win. To be a conservative means carefully regulating your speech and constructing opinions in such a way as to avoid being banned from the public square. To be a conservative means to be a marginalized voice, suppressed and dehumanized, bullied into hesitating into, to speak out. So, again, this is a Chad Felix Green, uh, openly gay. And now with, obviously, with gay marriage being legalized since 2015, it's, you know, pretty much live and let live. Even some people who oppose gay marriage say, you know what? Okay, it's not affecting my marriage. I I still disagree with the exercise. still don't believe that that's marriage. I'd be willing to even call it a civil union, what have you. But, you know, it's not affecting my marriage. You know, Whatever. I mean, it got to the point where even the most strident gay marriage opponents, you know, may still oppose the exercise, but say, you know what, it's live and let live, whatever. But now being a conservative, particularly, I think it's more a function of, in, of the era of Trump and Trump ideologically. I don't know is is that conservative. I mean, he holds some pretty moderate to maybe left of center positions on some key issues. But because one of his signature issues coming out for border security and curbing illegal immigration, you know a lot of people view that as conservative and uh, obviously the virtue signalers and, and other progressives come out and say, "Well nobody is illegal. we're all people, we're all citizens And it's like, well you know we're coming from the standpoint we're a sovereign nation we we're a nation of laws okay we either enforce the laws in the books or it just descends into anarchy. You know, it's, it's kind of the point. And that's the conservative approach to this. And his Chad Felix Green's uh, column got an immediate rebuke from sports site Deadspin. Now, if you ever read Deadspin, they're just a bunch of foul mouth cretins on there, in my opinion. I can't hardly stomach to, to read it. I just can't. And forget the leftist politics. I don't even care about that. Yeah, they're leftists and they, they occasionally delve into political issues. And if they want to write about politics, all good. I'm all good with that because I'm willing to engage people in the arena of ideas. But, yeah, they're leftists, but what they do is they characterize conservatives by just throwing up a bunch of straw men. They don't make any coherent, substantive arguments against conservatism. You know, So that's why I don't really take it at all seriously as a, as a political commentary site. And, and typically I'm not real comfortable reading a bunch of stuff with a bunch of profanity. I don't care... I don't, I don't care if it's a conservative that uses profanity, and, and if they reinforce my ideas, I'm not really interested in that because I'm like, you know what? You can make a very clear, concise, and co- coherent case for your conservatism without resorting to that kind of language. That's just, you know, your mileage may vary. It's just not for me, okay? So as a general rule, if you're just going to be a foul-mouthed cretin in trying to make an argument for your position, regardless of what side you're on, that doesn't really interest me. So bring that up because uh, Deadspin, and I, I forget the person's name at uh, at Deadspin, but it uh, doesn't really matter. But she ended up uh, writing a piece, uh, Lauren Thiessen, I believe is how you pronounce it, Lauren Thiessen. And her piece was entitled, this is the actual headline, Conservatives Need to Shut the Bleep Up. And no, she did not use the word bleep. She spelled out the uh, F-dash-dash-dash word. Uh, I'll just read a, uh, here's a, uh, there's one, excuse me, there's one, a couple of paragraphs from that particular piece that I uh, excerpted at bradcarlson.org. Uh, Opportunities that would have been previously unavailable for outgays in fields like business, politics, are opening up like never before, given LGBT people a newfound power to create change within the systems that previously oppressed them. But wealthy and mostly white gay men have all too often been afforded the choice not to just shed the oppressed label, but to become oppressors themselves. Their sexuality then becomes a tool used to uphold the anti-feminist, white supremacist, supremacist wealth-favoring status quo, and they need to bleeping stop. Quad erod demonstratum. Right there. Right there. Chad Felix Green comes out and says, you know what? My being gay is is not even a blip on the radar anymore compared to my being conservative. And so what this person, Lauren Thiessen come out and comes out and says is that, well, now they're just cloaking themselves so they can, they're, they're yeah. Yeah. They're gay, but they're white and they're white supremacist. And then they can be the oppressors themselves instead of being oppressed. It's given them this newfound power. It's like, um, I, I talked about this very thing during the gay marriage debate. Once the gay marriage issue was settled and became the law of the land, it's like, you know what? Uh, a lot of these couples, because it's more accepted in society than ever before, they aren't interested in, in marching in a bunch of parades. Yeah, they'll go to the, the pride parades, but even pride parades are more mainstream now. Even There's more than just gay people marching in pride parades. I mean, heck, uh, our friends at the at Pink Pistols, one of the more uh, staunch pro-Second Amendment groups that specifically is uh, helping gay people learn about the Second Amendment and help them get their permit to carry and all that. Mitch has had them on their broadcast before. Okay? Strong Second Amendment group. You know, they they had a, they had a booth there. Okay? You know, this isn't this isn't second amendment issues aren't exactly left wing, right? But the point is is that this person she sends up a bunch of straw men that because you're a conservative, uh, you're uh, anti-feminist, you're white supremacist, r- supremacist and wealth favoring. That sort of thing. But I, like I said, I said this during the, the the whole gay marriage debate. Is most gay couples now, now that they now they can be free and open to live their life as a married couple, you know what? They're more concerned about what filing joint tax returns, uh, raising families. Some of them want to raise families. Some may not want to have kids. You know, some want want to be involved in their community. They're not interested in all that other stuff. And all of a sudden, when they get married, they say oh, my God, getting married, look at, look at what it did to our taxes, bumped us into another tax bracket. So guess what? They become more fiscally conservative and work on conservative issues like that. And unfortunately, there is still some stigma. And so guess what? If they're going to be harassed and threatened, yeah, it would behoove them to learn about uh, Second Amendment issues, particularly getting a permit to carry. So this idea that they want to become oppressors themselves It's just a veritable straw men here that this Lauren Thiessen is putting out. And the response to Chad Felix Green's piece on this drew a lot of the same reaction. And he just probably just sat back with a veritable popcorn and said, thanks, I don't need to write a follow-up piece. You know, because the title of his piece, what was the title of it? The Stigma Against My Conservative Politics is Worse Than the Stigma of Being Gay. Pretty much every response that he received to this emphasized what he was talking about. Nothing like nothing like your most visceral opponents proving your point. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag Narn Show hashtag NARN Show. One more segment coming up this hour. Go nowhere. I don't care
10: what you say. You can give it away. Your money don't mean much to me. AM
1: 1280, The Patriot. Want to know why the market closed where it did today? Catch Josh Arnold's Closing Market Report every weekday afternoon at 3.53 on AM 1280 The Patriot. Josh will give you instant analysis and insight on the day's events that impacted the market. It's straight talk and not sugar-coated advice. Listen each day at 3.53 p.m. to the Closing Market Report with Josh Arnold, investment consultant and registered investment advisor. More intelligent talk from AM 1280 The Patriot.
9: That's 800-518-4020.
3: A lot has changed at Wix and Jewelers since they opened in Bloomington 30 years ago. The store is much bigger. The selection unrivaled. But one thing remains, Dan and Hope Wixen's passion to serve you. When you choose a diamond or fine watch from Wixons, you'll get the warm, authentic attention you deserve. Wixen's professionals are not paid on commission, so they take the time to get to know you. For the past 30 years, it's always been more than a purchase. Visit Wixen Jewelers and experience why they are unlike any other jewelry store you've ever been to. Wixen Jewelers Bloomington.
0: Are you a member of our rewards program?
1: Yeah.
3: I had the card here
1: somewhere. We've all been there, rustling around for a rewards card you can't seem to find. At AM1280 The Patriot, we've simplified the process. All the perks, none of the hassle. It's the Freedom Fan Club, where you'll get early access to tickets, exclusive content, prizes, and more. Sign up at am1280thepatriot.com.
7: so happy but without you here i feel so
4: low welcome back i'm 1280 patriot
7: i watch you as you left but i can never seem to let you go northern
4: alliance radio network with me brad carlson one final segment this hour 651-289-4488 is the number to call you can also invite twitter hashtag darn show hashtag narn show for any comments or questions thank you as always for tuning in got a uh, few minutes left this segment uh You know, I took the first couple of segments to talk about news involving President Trump, and then I want to take the last segment to talk about uh, Chad Felix Green's piece at The Federalist. And again, definitely check that out. Chad Felix Green wrote about how the stigma of being conservative far outweighs whatever stigma is left about his being gay. And uh, yeah, I've said it often that uh, uh, female Republicans, female conservatives, minority conservatives, uh, gay conservatives, uh, definitely some of the— biggest receivers of political vitriol that is out there it just uh, uh it's it's amazing it's amazing and it seems to fly in the fr- face of this whole freedom thing you know uh, that uh people say well we've uh we, we we've advocated on their behalf marched on their behalf and it's almost as if you get to uh determine uh how they make their own decisions about their political worldview and their political life and that kind of seems to fly in the face of that freedom and liberty thing don't you think Anyhow, so uh, definitely go to TheFederalist.com. You should be following all their work anyways. Terrific work. But uh, continuing about news that the president made this past week, and uh, I've, said it, I've said it before on this show, and I'm not the only one who's noticed it. Obviously, people have noticed this about Donald Trump over the years, even before he ran for president. His big thing is loyalty. If you're loyal to him, he might be loyal to you, might be able to give you a hand, but if at any moment you show any kind of disloyalty or criticize him or whatever, uh, he, he, he'll choose you, he uh, choose you up, spit you out, basically. And that behavior has continued since he's been president. I mean, he'll laud someone that writes favorable press about him. Uh, he'll laud someone that's about to join his team. I mean, he had nothing but glowing things about to say about Rex Tillerson two years ago. Remember Rex Tillerson, former CEO of ExxonMobil, who was going to be uh, President Trump's uh, Secretary of State, incoming. And then he ended up firing Tillerson. And because Tillerson recently has been critical of the president, the president say, well, Tillerson, he was never all that smart to begin with. It's like, really? It's not what you were saying two years ago. Why, this, why the sudden change of tune? Oh, well, yeah, we know why. Because, obviously, Rex Tillerson has been critical of the president. And... There have been some never-Trump conservatives that have been stalwart in their continued criticism of Trump. You know, there are those who were never-Trump during the election when Trump won. Okay, they acquiesced to his presidency and they say, well, he's better than Hillary. Okay, we'll support him. And there were some never-Trump conservatives that decided to leave the Republican Party altogether. And some have even voted for Hillary and some even lament that Hillary's not president today. You know, to each their own. But there are a handful of people who said, no, I'm a Republican, you're not going to use my party's name for your kooky ideology, Donald Trump, whatever that may be. And some of the folks at the Weekly Standard in particular are those are those people, particularly Bill Kristol. Now, Bill Kristol, I think, takes it a little too far. I mean, he will nitpick and go after Trump over nitpicky things, and I don't like that. But you know what? To each their own, that's all good. I'm willing to... You know, I like I say, I never supported Trump during his campaign. But now that he's president, I'm willing to give him credit where credit is due. But as I've done in this hour, I've been critical of him where I felt that he's deserved it, where it's warranted. Heck, in the same hour, I've given him praise for being transparent with Minority Leader Nancy Pelosi and Minority Leader Chuck Schumer. And then I've also uh, been questioning his history of uh, playing fast and loose with facts. Okay. And here uh, I have to be very critical of President Trump because there's no way you can defend defend this particular statement. The Weekly Standard, of which uh, I believe Bill Kristol was editor-in-chief, obviously a prominent figure at the Weekly Standard, a conservative magazine, conservative publication, and it recently went out of business, closed its doors this past week. And President Trump put out a tweet saying, The pathetic and dishonest Weekly Standard, run by failed prognosticator Bill Kristol, who, like many others, never had a clue— is flat broke and out of business. Too bad. May it rest in peace. And you knew that was coming because the Weekly Standard, most of its writers, particularly Bill have been very critical of Trump, critical of the Trump agenda, critical of how he conducts himself as president, saying the way he conducts himself is unbecoming the office of the president. And those are fair criticisms. They are. They absolutely are. And Trump can't handle criticism. And this is what concerns me about Trump and his ilk particularly they're the most ardent Trump fanboys, is all dissension should be squashed. Now, I'm not suggesting Trump is looking to pass legislation to quash dissension because, well, that kind of runs afoul of the First Amendment, all right? But this idea that they celebrate a prominent magazine going out of business, you know, a magazine that dared question the president and how he conducts himself, its it's pathetic. That's what's pathetic. It's disgusting, and I don't want any part of it. And again, there are a lot of things that weekly standards written that I disagree with. And like I say, I Bill Crystal at times for me has been too nitpicky over the things the president has said. You know, stick to the substantive policy things. You know, and yeah, his demeanor is definitely fair game. But if you're criticizing the fact that he called the cadets at the Army Navy game heroes, well, these uh, Bill Crystal came out and said, Well, these guys they you know, they're 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 very humble and they don't they reject the hero label, but the president just uses them as props. Uh, to me that goes a little far, in my opinion. But Jake Tapper, I thought, Jake Tapper of CNN said it perfectly. He said, you know what? These are a bunch of smart, hardworking, conservative journalists, and they're now looking for work just before Christmas. And the president, all he can do is dance on their graves. Calling them pathetic, dishonest. Bill Kristol's a failed prognosticator, and they're flat broke. Yeah, too bad. May they rest in peace. I mean, come on. I get that they were critical of you, but if that's how you react to criticism, I don't know, I look at that as... Maybe they might have been hitting a little too close to the mark If if someone lashes out that way But that's, that's Donald Trump Whether he's president or his pre-presidency If you dare criticize him Or if he deems you as not being quote-unquote loyal If you don't pass his precious loyalty test This is the kind of reaction you get uh, As uh, President Trump often ends With some of his tweets, sad Hey, hour number one in the books Hour number two coming up in Mirror moments right here AM1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance, Radio Network Back in Mirror moments, go nowhere
8: Closing
3: time. One last call for alcohol. So finish your whiskey or beer. Closing time. You don't have to go home. It's a crisp fall morning. Time for your daily pumpkin soy latte. As you wait for your coffee, you get a buzz. No, it's not your boss wanting extra whipped cream, but your ADT video doorbell. It's a package. Your new latte machine. No more $5 PSLs. Barista service. Brought to you by ADT. Designing and installing a smart home just for you. Backed by best-in-class 24-7 protection. Learn more at ADT.com. ADT. Real protection. License information available at ADT.com.
11: we can design and implement all of your online marketing under one roof give you monthly reports on results and instantly move your dollars to the most effective areas of your online advertising and sales Social marketing, geofencing, web search enhancement, event targeting, and more. Now there are no limitations on where you can reach customers with Salem Surround, increasing sales dramatically. Learn more by logging on to surroundmsp.com. That's surroundmsp.com,
5: connecting you with new customers. Come on into the Rack Shack's New Egan location and wrap your taste buds around the Patriot Burger. Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, here with Keith Hittner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue. How are you liking that New Egan location? Oh man, Egan is wonderful. We have so much more space and a dynamic center that allows us to better serve our in-store customer as well as our catering clients. You know, Keith, our listeners love the Patriot Burger almost as much as the Patriot. It's a brisket and chuck half-pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through. American cheese on top, and the American flag proudly flies out of the top of the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for $12.80. Get it? $12.80? Best burger in the USA. You really have to try today at the Rack Shack Barbecue's new Egan location. We're just a mile east of Cedar Avenue on Cliff Road in the heart of Cedar Cliff Center. You'll love our new digs. Come and see us today, or join us at RackShackBarbecue.com. Rack
0: Barbecue,
5: It's that time
1: of year to be thinking about that company party or get-together. Hey, it's Lee Michaels here, and might I suggest the Minnesota Horse and Hunt Club. They have the perfect banquet space available for you, lunch or dinners,
4: and it includes a wild game dinner. It's a great opportunity for you to pair your event with sporting clays or shooting, and you get that up-north feel. And it's one of the perfect sites for a wedding destination. You want more information, call Judy at the Minnesota Horse and Hunt Club, 952-447-2277, or online at horseandhunt.com.